Your Money, Your Life, Controlled by You, Podcast, with your hosts Ashley Gowans and Jackie Hendricks. Are you tired of feeling like you're losing control? We will use our knowledge and our experience to help you gain confidence in your ability to create a secure financial future and live the life that you desire. Welcome to Your Money, Your Life, Controlled by You podcast with your host, Ashley Goins and Jackie Hendricks. Now, Jackie, on our last episode, we were discussing budgeting 101 and how to have a strong foundation. Yes, we were. And the things that we highlighted were talking about setting up a budget, looking at reviewing your expenses and your income, and then realizing This is not something that's going to be set in stone. It's something that you need to review on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis to make sure you're on track. And the one thing to remember that we really wanted to highlight today was it's about a mindset. Because if you don't keep track of it in the long run, it's going to hurt you more than help you if you do not keep track of it. And you're not paying attention to what's going on in your personal life with your money because your money's going to control you. You're not going to be controlling it. Absolutely. And I know we kind of touched on these a little bit last episode, um, but we want to really look at the free resources that are out there and how to avoid scams. As we touched on that the other um, episode, You've really got to be real careful. The thing that I want to point out to all of our listeners and viewers is be very careful when you're you're doing this because there are scams and they're out there just to get your financial institute information and your personal identification. So we want to make sure that you're doing your research, check out the encryption on each of the pages that you you go to or the apps and see how, how secure they are. There's a lot of helps out there that you can get free by doing your due diligence, searching the internet, educating yourself on what's available to you. But if they're starting to ask for bank account numbers, they're asking you to pay money up front to help maybe get you out, get you out of debt. There's other resources out there try those first before you do anything else like that, because most of the time you're paying for things and it's not going to help you. You're putting yourself more in debt by paying to try to get out of debt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you can start off with something as simple as going online and Googling uh, an income and expense tracker. Something very simple. Or you can do the old-fashioned way and get a piece of paper and pencil and write it all down. Yep. Uh, whatever suits you. That's the great thing about it. You're exactly right. And the thing is, um, it, it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you're tracking it. But with with the scams and having to pay for something up front, that's not where we want you to be. Because, of course, we want you to try the free resources first and then once you get proficient with that and you want to do a more in-depth look at your budget, then you can possibly look at, you know, do you have a little bit of funds left to where you can really keep track? Um, it might be three, four, five, ten dollars a month, but 
that's an uh, a subscription that I think is very well worth it if it's going to help keep you on track. Right. You have to weigh the expenses, the pros and cons. Is this actually going to benefit me and help me in the long run? Uh, a lot of people will do a budget, but because of life and the way life goes, sometimes it's very hard to just remember on Tuesday, my rent's due. Consider a way of getting that rent to your landlord or you do an auto draft and just mm -hmm. have money in there for that ex those expenses and not everything and everything else. You could have an account for you know, the fixed expenses. You can have an account that's more your discretionary fund or, and this is kind of basing off of uh, a budgeting style, which used to be called the envelope system. You write, in, you get seven envelopes, you go, all right, this is the house payment. This is the gas. This is the utilities. This is clothing. This is, this is transportation, depending on where you live. Some of us drive, some of us have to take public transportation. So we have to take all these into consideration but it's making it, bringing it all together, putting it in the envelopes, because a lot of times when we're dealing with the credit cards, it's easy to go and charge it. And then, not, <laughs> you know, and then at the end of the month, we're like freaking out because we overcharged. Right. We spent way too much money. And now it's going to take me several months to pay this off rather than if I charge something. I make a concerted effort to pay it off that month. Mm -hmm. So then when we have like the envelope system where you actually have the tangible money in your hands and you're like, hey, I only got $25 to go out and eat this week. Mm -hmm. And of course, grant, granted, prices have gone up considerably. <laughs> that doesn't get you much, but dollar menu. Dollar menu <laughs> and uh, definitely buying your own snacks but you you know but you look at it more when you have that that in hand that you're less likely to get rid of it you're like well i could save this and then next week i could go out to someplace really nice mm -hmm. put the two weeks together and use it that way rather than just spending it on things you really don't want you don't particularly like, I'd rather go to a nicer get quality restaurant than to get some of this grab and growl food that sometimes isn't worth eating. Right. With the, with the envelope system, um, that, that's a great technique and a, a great strategy because you're going to be seeing every category there um, in front of your face instead of, you know, you having to sit there and try to remember what were my categories again. Right. Um, and that's the same way with the 50, 30, 20 rule. Uh, you need to have, you know, the 50% of course is for your expenses that are, you have to have them no matter what, that's your needs. Right. So you can list what is in there. That's going to be like your electric bill. That's going to be your insurance. It's going to be your food. It's going to be your gas. These are things you cannot go without. And then when you look at the 30, that's your wants. That's going to be your 
Do I want to go out to eat at a, a nice restaurant? Do we want to do our date night with our significant other um, or things of that sort? And like subscriptions need to be in your, your wants, not in your needs. And then, of course, your 20 is for your savings. That's going to be your emergency fund, your retirement funds. Um, if you have children, it can be college funds included in there. Now, when we talk about the 50-30-20 rule, that is not for everybody. No. There is a 70-20-10. So you have to make sure that if, if you're doing the 50-30-20, are you really paying all of your needs before your wants? If not, then you need to look at going to the 70-20-10. So they're adjustable in, in making sure that they're able to meet your needs and the best strategy to fit your situation. Exactly. And that's a good point. A lot of times we will set a budget and our situation changes. Mm -hmm. My hours got reduced. Guess what? You have to adjust your budget. I got a promotion. Okay. That means I've got to adjust how much I'm putting in savings, how much I'm putting, you know, in these other categories like debt reduction. Right. You want to, you know, put it, make it so it's in your favor that, you know, the way you design this is so you're going to benefit in the long run. At the beginning, sometimes it's hard, especially when you only got 10 or $20 to put aside into savings do it mm -hmm. out of sight is out of mind if you have auto deposits in your check automatically put a portion into your savings so you don't even see that in your check in your spending check in my household we have an account for expenditures we have an account for the fund money basically our wants and then we have one for the savings that we just put away we don't even look at it and go from there but you have to look at where you are, your needs, your wants, and your desires, and where you want to be. You have to be realistic with your goals and where you want to be in a month, six months, and a year from now. It's all up to you. But you have to go with your mindset first, because if you do not have it set that this is for me, this is something I want, and you don't make it a priority. I know we said this last time. But it's so crucial for this to be a success. I agree. How many people have you heard say, oh, I've been there, done that, it doesn't work? Been there, done there, got the t-shirt, and we're moving on. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, you really are the person that's going to benefit from doing a budget in the long run. Yeah, at mm -hmm. the beginning, it might be tight, it might be hard, but stick with it. Also, in that category where you have your wants and stuff like that periodically treat yourself mm -hmm. if you if you're cutting out going out and having a cup of coffee and you used to do that every day maybe make it once every two weeks and make it with someone special make it a little bit extra so that you're enjoying it but you also know it's a reward for doing a good job with your budgeting exactly and another strategy uh, that we've we've done a lot of research on is the zero-based or reverse budgeting. So that's basically just starting out with how much income you've got in 
for the month, for the week, if you're doing it on a weekly, if you're looking at your budget that often and planning out every penny until you get to zero. And a great way to start with budgeting, I think, because that way you're you're starting to get a grasp on where you need to allocate money. Mm -hmm. And you know where everything is actually going. Exactly. And then from there, you can start going to the 50-30-20 rule or the 70-30-10 or the envelope system, which you can actually do the envelope system with the zero-based budgeting or reverse budgeting. Correct. And it's just a, a way of managing what you're doing, keeping it tangible, keeping it in, your, in the forefront of your mind because we put it away in a drawer and then we forget about it. It's out of sight, out of mind. More ways than one. So you've got to keep this in the forefront of your mind, review it constantly, know where you are and know where you have to cut corners and save. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing worse than, hey, I was planning on going on this trip with my buddies from college and I really messed up on my savings and I don't have the money to go. So right. what do you, do? you put it on a credit card and this is what we're trying to prevent you from doing is that excess spending, create a emergency fund, because mm -hmm. if you don't have that tires go out, you have to have the money there to be able to do these things and prepare properly. With the envelope system, this is me. I, I can come in the house, lay my keys down five minutes later. I'm like, where in the crap did I put my keys? Right. Um, but with the envelope system, there are um, tools out there to where you can. And, and I know this is uh, an expenditure that may not be necessary, but you can go and order one of these. Which it is was like, it, it's kind of like, a, it's actually like a binder, a really small binder. Mm -hmm. um three is it a three ring well it's six rings um it's a six ring binder where you can go in and you have these nice zippered waterproof um envelopes so to speak in this binder and it even has budget sheets with it to where you can write everything down right so um, keeping track exactly where you're spending the money exactly Exactly. And I mean, I think this was like maybe nine, 10 bucks off of my favorite shopping place that we won't say the name, but that's okay. okay. Everybody knows <laughs> um, it, it, they're real busy this time of year. Um, but it, well, it's, and that's another point is you have to shop. You have to look, you have to pay attention to prices and mm -hmm. do you, you know, be become a savvy sharp shopper. Exactly. Life. Don't always go for convenience if mm -mm. you can get it cheaper somewhere else. Yeah, but then th that begs a point. If you're going for something cheaper, sometimes it's better to go for the quality rather than the price. Because if I'm going to buy, let's say, just a pair of shoes, and I got them for dirt cheap, I turn around two months down the line, three months down the line, they're tattered and torn and then I can't wear them anymore. It would have been better for me to buy a greater quality item and have them last longer. 
Yeah, you've kind of got to weigh the pros and cons, I guess Absolutely. is what we're getting to. Let's let's use that shoe example that we were just talking about. If I paid $40, a random number there, for a pair of shoes, and you paid $120, well, if I've got to replace mine every six months and you're replacing it once a year, I'm still coming out to the good. That's true. You do have to weigh, to weigh it, but you have to be mindful of it. Exactly. Right back to that mindset. Right, right back, back to the mindset. And that's the whole thing that all this is hinging upon is having the correct mindset when it comes to your finances and taking control of them, not letting them control you. Because that's mm -hmm. there's nothing worse than you're expecting you have some money left over and you don't, and you were planning on doing something fun or with your family and you don't have the money to do it. Right. And there, that brings up another great point. Um, I'll be the first to admit when I was younger, um, before, I, we'll just say before I got the mature mentality, I guess we'll say, okay. I used to think couponing was for the old people i was like i'll never coupon you know that's not me right but over the years and after kids and and now grandbabies mm -hmm. i find myself looking for coupons and looking for discounts and you and i have had a conversation about this we're just going to say satellite or cable providers yes they are not going to call you to let you know that you qualify for any type of a discount or a promotion whether it's going to an e-bill whether it's going to auto draft um it would be into everyone's best um interest to call them every so often and say hey do i qualify for any promotions or discounts and you'll you'll be surprised now with that being said and i am speaking from experience because i used to be the one on the other side of the phone if they are offering you let's just say three months of a premium channel mm -hmm. okay for free oh that sounds like a great deal but if you do not remember at the end of that three months right. to call and cancel, it is going to auto bill on, I mean, it's going to automatically be on your next bill. Whether it's $10, 15, 20, depends on what it is. Um, just like we all know it's football season. We all know what the premium channels are for football season. And I'm being very careful on how we're saying, Not saying anything right. But when let's say you switch providers and they offer you those premium channels free for the first year. Yep. Great deal. Boy, you get socked with it the next year, though. Exactly. Talking to them. And the same goes for a lot of everything seems to be subscription oriented now. Free mm -hmm. trials, free trials. And you have to be very 
aware of when you set this up and when that trial ends, if that's truly what you want to do is get the free trial, because a lot of us forget about it. And we have, oh, you yeah. know, three or four $15 <laughs> expenses that we weren't expecting. I'll be the first one to admit, been there, done that. <laughs> Likewise. So the thing to do is keep a notebook on any subscriptions that you do have. It's called your, digi or your digital property, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many of us have bought movies online? <laughs> Do you remember what movie you bought last year? No. I mean, so it would be nice to know what movies you did buy. But anyways, I'm making fun of it. But we tend to do these things because it's become so automatic mm -hmm. and what i would suggest truly even when you're budgeting and you've got a big ticket item that just feels like that must have and you're under the pressure from the salesperson of course and it's okay to say let me think about it if you still have the same feelings after 24 hours then maybe, Never <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you can buy it, but really do a check with yourself because we can talk ourselves into just about anything and especially spending money. Oh, so yeah. you need to check with yourself in the respect that is this going to work within my budget? Am I going to be able to pay it off within a decent amount of time that fits within my budget and doesn't blow everything else out of the budget? So you mm -hmm. really have to be open and honest with yourself where your money is and take control of it. But you will never take control of it if you are doing the impulse spending. There are apps that you can download, no matter if it's iOS or Android or, or anything of that sort, that you can track your subscriptions. So that's, that's a great tool and free resource that you can use. And one of the other things, like with what I was just talking about, we have instant gratification. We are a society that seems to be obsessed with that. Mm -hmm. We no longer take the time and wait and reward ourselves at a later date with delayed gratification. And it's something that we need to practice more of because truly, if I'm able to get anything I want just when, I, when it pops into my head, I'm not going to appreciate it as much as something that I've actually worked for. Absolutely. I think this is a really good part for um, us to go ahead and do a recap of the past two episodes. So Jackie, if you want to go ahead and give everybody a quick recap of what we've covered in these past two. Basically, what we've done is going over creating a budget, making it realistic, being realistic with yourself creating the mindset that will foster this to grow and become a part of our lives. The biggest things we have to do is look at our expenses and our income and set the budget according to that. Then we need to plan for an emergency fund and also getting out of debt. That's so important that we need to plan that as part of our budget, learn to live frugally. That's a word, frugally. And then avoid risk and use safe money management. What are some other hints we can give people, Ashley? Finding resources that work for your budget and your budgeting style. 
and making sure that you have the the mindset that if the first style that you try doesn't work, it's okay. Readjust, do research on other budgeting styles and find the one that works and stay consistent. Realize that yes. winning with budgeting is consistency, time, and dedication. True. Jackie, now that we've talked about budgeting, can you tell our listeners and our viewers what to expect on our next episode? Yes, we're going to be talking about how to secure your assets and your financial future. We're going to do a deeper dive into terminology that you might not be aware of, such as TOD, beneficiary. There are different terms and things that we need to know more about in order to secure our assets for our legacy later on and to help you with your estate planning. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds like it's going to be an exciting uh, episode, even though some people are probably sitting there thinking, well, I don't need to know that. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Believe me, we've had things happen over our lives in recent years that if someone had been kind enough to share this knowledge with us, we would have been better prepared for the future and dealing with loved ones. So be sure and join us next episode. It's going to be great information that you're going to find invaluable for your financial planning and your estate planning. Also, be sure and check us out on YouTube and our Facebook page. Click like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. It doesn't matter where you are in life at this moment. We're here to help. If you are a college student, just starting your career or your family, even a seasoned CEO and everything in between, helping educate you and putting customized plans and strategies in place is our specialty. Giving you the ability to control your finances now and prepare for a strong financial future. Don't miss our next episode where we will be discussing asset protection and steps to make sure that you are prepared for whatever may come your way. Click the link in our bio to learn more about how we can help you get started on securing your financial future. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Click subscribe to get notifications of what's coming next.